the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. You're listening to Rob Black and Your Money on AM 1220 KDOW and iHeart Radio Station. Welcome in, Rob Black and Your Money. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial. Yesterday was a pretty historic type day on Wall Street. Not historic, it felt epic is the better way of saying that. It was the third biggest day of the year for the Dow Jones Industrial Average, all tied towards Ben Bernanke and what the bearded man had to say. Made the market very jolly indeed. Joining me now to talk a little bit about this and more, Philip Van Dorn, bank analyst with TheStreet.com. How are you, Mr. Dorn? Uh, great, Rob. How are you this morning? I'm doing well. Is it Mr. Van Dorn or Mr. Dorn? It's Van Dorn. Okay. So I've never spoken on air with a Van Dorn, so now I know. <laughs> in case I ever run into a Von Trop. It means from Dorn, which is a small town in Holland. Perfect. Um, bank analyst for the street.com. Before we get into Ben Bernanke and the Federal Reserve, give me a little background on yourself. Um, I've been with the street for almost seven years. Um, first, I was working on the street's uh, bank and thrift ratings, which uh, we later sold. And uh, now I, I work pretty much as a banking reporter, but I also cover uh, other sectors on occasion. Um, I have extensive experience in uh, the back room of Community Bank and also as a credit analyst at the Federal Home Loan Bank of New York monitoring banks. Sounds good. So you have a... Uh, are you a CFA? No. No. Okay. So bank analyst with street.com, Philip Van Dorn. Yesterday, the Federal Reserve basically came out last meeting of the year, and there was a little bit of a surprise. How surprised were you with their announcement? A little bit surprised because most of the economists thought that they would wait until uh, maybe the March meeting uh, to taper the bond purchases. Uh, that being said, um, it, it's not a—it doesn't seem like a bad idea, and the market was was thrilled to see the Fed's rather rosy projections for the economy over the next couple of years. And uh, $10 billion is modest, and the Fed um, obviously wants to get back to what it normally does, which is only use interest rates for, for its policy tool. On the television station that I worked for this morning, I was a little taken back by, I just put it all together, it's been six years of monetary easing. It's been a long time. Um, and, it, or, yeah, and, it's, and it's continuing. <laughs> but like, let me throw it, the, the angle that I was going at is, you kind of invest from age 20 to 60, and it's been a pretty golden age to invest for almost, it's starting to get close to a decade. Um, what do you think it's going to look like when that decade of cheap money becomes a decade of historical money and more normalized, per se? Well, so, uh, quite a bit of the strength in the stock market has been based on the recovery of various sectors, including banks and even industrial names like General Electric, which 
which have been making various operational improvements to to get on a better footing. So the banks were highly undervalued in the immediate wake of the financial crisis after they repaid uh, government bailout funds. They were they were valued very low relative to book value. So it was a pretty obvious play a couple of years ago to buy something like Bank of America, which more than doubled in 2012 and has risen significantly again this year. Now, looking ahead, it, it would appear that investors are going to have to be much more selective and focus on quality and on companies that can significantly grow their earnings rather than simply recover. I say phrases on radio and television that become kind of turnkey, and sometimes they're right, sometimes they're wrong. But I tend to say if Treasury, 10-year Treasury is under 4%, I buy stocks. If it's over 4%, I buy bonds. I'm thus an investor under 4%. I'm a saver over 4%. Um, any of that ring with you on what we're seeing with the 10-year Treasury response to the Federal Reserve? It depends on the, on the needs of the investor. Right. If you're a saver and, you're, and your immediate concern is preservation of capital, you will tolerate uh, a, uh, an interest rate of nearly zero at the banks. And those rates aren't going up because the federal funds rate is not moving up for some time. Um, if, you're, if your goal is income, you may wish to wait a little bit to try to get better prices as long-term rates rise during 2014, but you need the income. And since you need the income, you should be willing to tolerate the price declines that will be inevitable if rates rise after you go in. So it all depends. You have a fish or cut-based decision. How, how, how long can you wait for your income? Anything else that I we need to know? Go ahead. Go ahead. I, I'm sorry I cut you off. Please go ahead. Anything else that we need to know um, as far as what we saw yesterday and how it's going to play out in the next year? I'm sorry, I didn't understand that. Anything else that we need to know as far as Ben Bernanke and the interest rate announcement yesterday? Well, we need to uh, we need to keep an eye on the unemployment rate because as soon as it falls below six percent, everyone's going to be clamoring for the Fed to finally raise the federal funds rate. We're still watching that range of zero, zero point two five percent. And when they finally raise it, it's going to be a, a wonderful event for the banks because they can see a significant increase in their net interest margins and their net interest income. This may already be baked in to bank stock valuations, but that's, that's going to be your next, your next big thing, the normalization of the rate curve. Um, also, the Fed has been considering lowering the amount that it pays to banks who park reserves at the Fed, who park excess deposits at the Fed. They're paying the banks a quarter point. They're considering lowering that in order to get the banks to lend more, which is farcical because any bank would rather make a loan already and, and get a much bigger spread than the lousy quarter point they're making at the Fed. But if they lower that quarter point, some of the banks are going to start charging depositors for the privilege of parking their money at those banks. So savers are in store for possibly a rough ride during 2014, and uh, I believe that, that raising the federal funds rate will lift a lot of boats. Thanks very much. That's Philip Van Dorn, bankanalyststreet.com, talking a little bit about the ramifications of what the Federal Reserve has started to put in place of an end of tapering. Uh, this was obviously a big story yesterday, a little bit less playthrough today. But the Fed Open Market Committee deciding to curtail its asset purchase by a small amount, 
um, kind of was saying, you know, we told you it was going to be a bigger amount, but we're going to do a smaller amount because we know that when we start to do this, you're going to freak out. Um, it was pretty interesting. It was a pretty smart play by Ben Bernanke to, again, say, we've got your back. We're not going to do anything too awkward. We've got your back. So, cumulatively speaking, this is progress towards maximum employment, in theory. The outlook for labor market conditions, the Federal Reserve is watching. Uh, the FOMC also indicated that its current target range of federal fund rates will likely be appropriate well past the time that unemployment rate starts to decline below 6.5%, especially if projected inflation continues to run below 2%. The Federal Reserve seems to be really well positioned to fight inflation. They don't seem to be as well positioned to fight deflation. And that's a little bit of the awkwardness of it. The yield on the 10-year note uh, has risen five basis points to 2.95%. It obviously fluctuates throughout the day. Clearly, when it gets to 3%, it'll be a big round number. And I'm not all that fond of big round numbers, but I understand that some people are. Um, I understand that that's a trigger for people. So gold sits down 3% today at 1198, tapering bad news for them, or a cut down of purchasing of bonds, bad news for them. Uh, 10-year Treasury sits up at 2.94% right now. The SP 500 is down 9. The Dow's down 41. The Nasdaq down 24. Crude oil sits at just under $99 a barrel. Target gets hit by a credit card breach. That's interesting. In large part, that can't happen, especially in the in the Christmas days. So if you've shopped at Target between late Thanksgiving time to middle of December, you got to watch your cards. Thanks for watching them for you, but you're better at watching your purchases than they are. Anyhow, let's talk stocks. You're the Straw Black and your money. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial money, investing, and more. We'll take a break here. We'll be right back. Um, and we're really going to have to see how it plays out. I'm going to watch technical things, and it'll be nice to be able to... Point two percent. That's a Bloomberg Market Minute. Listening to Rob Black and Your Money on AM 1220 KDOW. Welcome back in. Welcome in. Rob Black and Your Money. I'm Rob Black talking all things financial, money invested, and more. Happy holidays. Need I say this is the time of year where you should be reflective? This morning, Mark Zuckerberg announced plans to give 18 million Facebook shares to charity by the end of the month. Facebook is currently trading at $55 per share, so Zuckerberg's gift is worth just under $1 billion. That money's going to go to Zuckerberg's foundation, the Silicon Valley Community Foundation, and the Breakthrough Prize in Life Science, a Nobel Prize-like award. 2013 was a year in which there was a serious backlash against the idealism of Silicon Valley. I think uh, our industry here in the Bay Area does deserve some flack. 
talk about changes in the world with iPhone games and photo sharing apps. Uh, you can see why some people in San Francisco are freaking out, you know, over Google buses. You know, uh, picking up citizens and driving them to work outside the city and bringing them right back to party in the city. There's been a lot of dumb things said from uh, young people about the poverty and the ugliness of our society at times. You know, Zuckerberg, you can't say a lot of bad about. Uh, he is going to be one of the biggest uh, donors to charity in our lifetime. You're on that, right? 800-516-1220 to get your calls in the air. It's 800-516-1220. The SP 500 is down 9. The Dow Jones Industrial Average down 41. The NASDAQ down 24. Joining me now, CFP Chad Burton with NewFocusFinancial.com. NewFocusFinancial.com is the easiest way to find them. Estate plan versus retirement plan. A lot of people retire. They want the money to last till the day they die. A lot of people retire. They want the money to last till the day they die and then leave some for their estate, for their spouse, their children. You get the basic idea. Are these ideas in conflict with one another, or do they work hand-in-hand, Mr. Burton? Well, you really have to work hand-in-hand, and that's part of, you know, part of your retirement plan should be looking at your estate plan as well, because once you are that close to retirement, you can do a true projection in terms of how long your money's going to last and what you're going to be worth. Um, you know, you use conservative growth rates on your assets, and you also use, you know, just kind of conservative, let's say your real estate continues to grow with inflation. So you're retiring at 65. What are you going to be worth at age 85, at age 90, at age 95? Is there going to be a legacy left over for your kids? And if so, you know, making your retirement plan and your income plan meet your plan for a legacy. So you, know, you have to ask the question, do you want or need to have a legacy? If some people, their retirement plan, it's very important to them to leave either a specific amount to their kids or to charity, or maybe they have a special needs child. So you really have to make sure beneficiary designations work the right way, and they also match with what your trust is, is trying to achieve. That sounds like some legwork. That sounds like some details where I think you know my situation. Let's not get too personal. But I should have enough money for a legacy, or I should have enough money to live till the day I die. Yep. Those are two issues in my head that I feel very comfortable saying out loud. Um, and then leaving it to kids, leaving it to spouses, leaving it to colleges, I'm going to think about that in five, ten years from now yep. uh, as I take the foot off the gas. And let's say you have a specific amount you want to leave to kids, right? So what are the best assets to do that with? Well, a lot of people hold off, for example, on pulling money out of their IRAs. But if you leave your IRA to your kids and they're still working – they're eventually going to have to pay the taxes, and they're probably going to be at a higher bracket than you. So if w- one of your plans is to leave a legacy, the best assets to leave them are either a stock or a, you know, a taxable account where if you pass, they get a step-up in basis and they could sell it tax-free, or a Roth IRA. If they inherit a Roth IRA, they can roll it into an inherited Roth IRA account and continue tax-free growth over their, over their lifetime. Or let's say that you really want to benefit your church, and you say, I want to set aside $100,000 out of my portfolio, and I want that to go to the church when I pass away. Well, carve out an IRA. Say, I'm going to take an IRA, a certain amount that I want to leave to my church or charity, put it in a separate account, and designate that church or charity, because if they inherit, if they receive that IRA when you pass, they're nonprofit. They won't pay any taxes. Okay. Now, what you have to be careful with is you can really screw up your, your beneficiaries. If you have, say, two kids in a non-natural entity like a church or a charity on the beneficiary forms, it can actually screw everything up. So whenever you want to do that, carve it out. 
and make sure that that's noted in your trust and, and make sure that you're, you know, your, your attorney, your advisor, everybody's working together to make sure your investment plan matches your estate plan and your beneficiaries matches what you want to have happen in your trust. Now, what happens if, like, the church changes, like they go under, and that's part of your estate plan, or the guy closes shop and moves to Guatemala and is no longer a church? Um, how dramatic can that change your estate plan? Well, there's, there's certain, you could even write into your plan, there's certain organizations that rate charities out there, okay. and, and you can say in your trust documents or... Plan B, Plan C. Right. So if they're not a viable entity, then it goes to, you know, this entity. Uh, and it could be up to your trustee to decide. So you could have everything just go into your trust, and your trustee could have specific instructions in the trust to say, I want charities to benefit this amount, and, and I want um, them to be funded out of retirement assets. So that's a, a way that you could do it. What's really important too, Rob, is special needs kids. Yep. Um, if there's any chance that they're going to um, receive some sort of assistance from the government, Leaving the money outright can really screw that up. So you really have to work with an attorney that knows the special needs rules and leaving it for them in a specific type of trust so that they can, you know, be protected and uh, have some help management and also not screw up the benefits that you've worked so hard to get them um, as they've aged. So Leaving a legacy is it's an important thought. Like, of course you want to leave your kids money, but also on the flip side of it, you don't want to leave them so much money that they don't work. Yeah. You don't want to leave them so much money that they go off and get married to a, a you know, a gold digger. Mm-hmm. You don't want to leave them so much money that the gold digger can take half of it. So well, you don't want to protect them from divorce and lawsuits. So you could actually leave it to them in, in certain types of trusts, like dynasty trusts. Um, and you know, so if you're leaving large amounts to a young child, a lot of times people in their trust they say, well, you get a third at 25, a third at 30, and a third at 35. I think those are old ways of doing business. You can leave it to them in trust indefinitely so that they're always protected from divorce, from lawsuits, and, and it's easy to manage. The billionaire owner of uh, In-N-Out Burger, she's 30, white trash, drives a drag racing cars, on her third marriage, has twins, got half of the In-N-Out Burger franchise empire at age 30, gets the other half at 35. So speaking to you, to say the least. CFP Chad Burton, you can find him at newfocusfinancial.com. That's new. FocusFinancial.com. I'm Rob Black. Anything that you want to talk about, we can talk about money, investments, uh, maxing out the 401k, Bill Gates. Bill Gates is in the news. Uh, He does a little secret Santa action. Stay tuned. I'll tell you what he gave to his secret Santa. That'd be pretty cool to have a billionaire draw your name in a secret Santa, right? 800-516-1220 800-516-1220 to get your calls in the air. It's 800-516-1220. We'll take a break here. I'll be right back. Now dial, believe us, to the track for the train. Visit Rob Black online at robblack.com. Now, back to Rob Black and your money on AM 1220 KDOW. couple little side notes out there. 49er fans are taking a shot at Seahawks fans. A couple weeks ago at a game in San Francisco, some Seahawks fans chartered a plane and had it fly uh, some smack talk over Candlestick Park. So some 49er fans have raised $8,000 plus to uh, buy a billboard near Seattle State, uh, CenturyLink Stadium. And it shows five Lombardi trophies over a t- photo of the catch. It basically says, how many do you have? 
First and foremost, who's got an extra $8,000 lying around that she can talk smack with? Apparently somebody. Um, the billboard costs about $7,000. An extra couple thousand are probably going to go to Children's Hospital up in Seattle, which is pretty cool. Um, I did a story yesterday that I kind of want to repeat in case you weren't listening or in case you missed it. But nine of the top ten TV shows last year were football games in America. Football single-handedly is saving the networks and cable television. People just don't care about television unless it's AMC or HBO at this point in time. That's not directly, you know, complete. But you get the idea when 9 out of 10, and ratings are dropping for the NBA Finals and for Major League Baseball uh, World Series. We love our Giants. I get it. Uh, to me, a Giants game during the day, is it's almost perfect, right? Just nice, chill, good, relax, easy. Um, so anyway, the TV's got a problem. And as an investor, you should know that the CBSs, the Disneys, the Comcast Universals, the Comcast cable angle, the AMC investments, you know, Time Warner owns uh, HBO. They bring up some questions. I thought this was kind of an interesting story today. Darden's going to spin off its Red Lobster chain as profits are sliding. Uh, there's some restaurants that you just don't ever go into after you've been into it once or twice in your 20s. You're like, I'm never doing that again. It's 130% true. Dutton Restaurants has said it's going to sell off or spin off its struggling Red Lobster chain. And, like, I remember going to a Red Lobster once. What was I, 20? 21? I probably shouldn't admit that, right? I know some of you are like, that's not favorite restaurant. What, he doesn't like it? Um, Red Lobster is a very mature restaurant. It's not growing new units. It's not... Uh, reinventing itself properly. Same with Olive Garden. Olive Garden's going to start selling hamburgers. And you're like, hold on, isn't Olive Garden under the fake pretense that it's Italian? It is so disgusting. It is so disgusting. Like, when I want to lose weight, I go to Olive Garden because it makes me never want to touch food again. Uh, Darden, which owns these companies, they're in kind of a bit of a quandary. Because... There's better product out there like Chipotle and Panera where you don't have to tip for crappy food and crappy service. Thank you very much. Red Lobster's almost been forgotten as a place to eat by U.S. families as they perceive the brand is not offering the most value per plate. And it's not fresh. Um, that combination is its almost a killer. I'm not going to say it's a killer, but it's almost a killer. Like... If you were to ask me to get, like, really, really drunk and high right now and figure out a reason to own Red Lobster or Darden, uh, it's the only reason I could come up with is that everyone hates it so much and it's it's no one likes it. Maybe they do a management shake-up at the last second as kind of a Hail Mary. That doesn't exactly endorse it, does it? I know, I know, I know, I know, I know. 
800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. It's 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. Anything you want to talk about, we can talk about. Money, investing, and more. So Bill Gates draws someone uh, at Reddit's annual secret Santa gift exchange. He draws a 24-year-old Rachel blogger who had asked for an Apple iPad on her wish list. And she said, well, that's a little awkward. Um, but Bill Gates ended up getting her a stuffed cow to represent the real cow he donated in her name to Heifer International and a travel book called Journey of a Lifetime. Heifer International is a charity that provides livestock to families in need. Um, I think Bill Gates is kind of becoming cooler and cooler and cooler as he gets older. It's kind of nice to watch a billionaire age gracefully and a billionaire um, do so much charitable work. Now, again, we started this show today talking about Mark Zuckerberg and how Zuckerberg's donating $990 million to charity, and it's going to be fun to watch him grow. Um, It's nice to see that someone who's under the age of 30 already has figured out that Having it all is sweet, but giving some of it back is makes the sweet sweeter. So this is going to be an interesting year for Facebook because we're starting to see now that 2014, it's starting to collapse a little bit under its own weight. There's too much data. You remember how with Intel there's something called Moore's Law, which was tied towards Gordon Moore, who was the co-founder of Intel. It was the number of transistors that were tied into a semiconductor or a chip, it would double every 24 months. Zuckerberg's law is something that we're starting to throw around. And sharing of information is still growing at an exponential rate. Now, this is a bit of a problem that's going to hurt Facebook because we're becoming a little overwhelmed with what's out there. I've got Facebook friends that, honestly... I might have missed that one post that you really wanted me to see. And now it's buried forever. Facebook is now trying to cram so much sharing through a single service that is overwhelming a lot of people like myself. Um, Companies like Snapchat, WhatsApp, WeChat, Line, Twitter, Instagram, they're cleaving off types of the user sharing that Facebook would like to have owned. So they're aggressively stealing what Facebook can't completely uh, lasso or herd. So Facebook revealed that every time someone visits the newsfeed, there are on average 1,500 potential stories from friends. Stop and think about that for a second. People they follow and pages for them to see, and most people don't have time to see all that. Um, so you're going to miss a wedding photo from a best friend. You're going to miss an acquaintance checking in with you about a restaurant referral. It's going to happen now. They did a study. The average Facebook user is late for 17 hours to consume all the stuff that it could be shown in their feeds. They would have to look at 1.5 things per minute or 88 news items per hour. Facebook did a big redesign this year. It gave users more control over news feeds. It's also talking about trying to tweak what stories show up in your newsfeed to cut back on what it considers to be low-quality content. They did this. People complained. So Facebook's facing a pretty big problem, and you don't even realize it yet. Um, and I guess it goes back to, like, 
the very early days of email before we started, you know, uh, cutting down what would come in, was we did get a lot of emails that just didn't make a lot of sense to us. And we eventually, you know, thought it through and, and pushed it to where we needed to push it. But, you know, if you want to see just photos from friends, you do Instagram or Snapchat. If you want to exchange messages with friends, maybe you do WhatsApp. You want to play games, you know, there's plenty of games available. So, just a few years ago, photos, messaging, gaming all resided inside of Facebook. Now it's also going to be cleaved out into apps that competitors are taking away from them. It's going to be an interesting 2014 with just the sheer amount of data out there. Uh, will Facebook continue to be able to, to hold up? And here's a story that I found awkward at best. And for me, awkward is kind of like the way I live my life, right? McDonald's is looking to go digital, so they've come up with an app. Now, the app won't let you make purchases or order. What? <laughs> You're going to give me an app for a fast food restaurant that won't let me order? Technically, it's probably pretty tough for them to integrate. What you get is daily deals sent directly to your phone. Um, underwhelmed. McDonald's continuing to underperform in the U.S. They're so desperate to change that, just throwing out an app that doesn't give enough features, not a good idea. So, um, be cautious on McDonald's going forward. They are missing at this point in time. The last three months have been very, very ugly for them. Um, obviously, they're going to benefit from a sponsorship with the Winter Olympics in Sochi. Which I think President Obama kind of messed up. He's sending a couple lesbians to be our Olympic contingent to Russia. And that's pissing off Putin. Putin's anti-gay. This is a country that we need to help solve global affairs. And we're pissing them off. They don't like us. We don't like them on a presidential level. I get it. But you don't solve it by taunting someone. In my opinion. Rob Black and your money. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial money, investing, and more. Let's take a break here. I'll be right back. Take a look at the markets. Take a look at the top stories of the day. to Rob Black and your money on AM 1220 KDOW and iHeart Radio Station. Hmm. What shall we talk about this segment? Book value. Something we can talk about here. Jack Bogle is pretty smart man. He's the pioneer of the index fund. The Dow Jones Industrial Average Price to Book Ratio, a measure that popularized by Ben Graham, Benjamin Graham, who Warren Buffett is associated with as far as a investment style. Benjamin Graham kind of figured out valuations of stock companies, publicly traded companies, that gave you their information. And what pieces of information they give you is sometimes book value. Book value is the difference between a company's assets and its liabilities. The lower price to book value, the cheaper. Now, 
this does not mean you should only invest with the expectation that this measure will immediately revert to the mean, but it does show you some value, some ability to um, find an attractive valuation. That number will drift from time to time. Um, but at this point in time, it shows the book value of the Dow Jones Industrial Average. When market value deviates significantly from intrinsic value, it's particularly useful. Um, it's proof that markets can be irrational longer than you can typically expect. I like the market that we're in. I like looking at different metrics. I feel that there's some value left in this market if jobs keep coming through. I'd like to see some wage inflation with those jobs. I'll be honest with you, not all is good in my world. It's okay. Um, but I think we've got maybe, you know, another good half year. If we outperform that half year, maybe we're done. And we expect a correction. Corrections are not bad things. Corrections are not a dirty word. Um, you don't get kicked off a reality show for having an opinion on a correction. You can be as stupid as you want. I, correction, I like corrections. I cannot lie. Um, one area that I would not be involved in at all at this point in time, I would use strength to get out, is gold. I think gold is very problematic with the Federal Reserve basically saying, you know what, we're going to start to taper just a little bit. Uh, what's that mean? Maybe that's one step, becomes two steps, becomes three steps. Maybe it's a baby step that becomes a, a bigger step. But the immediacy of their tapering of debt purchases, it's not a tightening, but it's a step in the direction of tightening. Um, I read an analyst yesterday who said Bitcoin could go to $10. I think gold could go to 800 in a worst-case scenario. I don't really care. I don't have any game involved with uh, gold. No game whatsoever. Taking a look at some stories today or the market numbers. We have the SP 500 down fractions. Down four. The Dow Jones Industrial Average is down 12. The NASDAQ is down 12. Yesterday was the third best day of the year for the Dow. That's not too shabby. Target was hit by a credit card breach. So if you shop Target from late November to mid-December, it's time to change your banking, your PIN numbers. It's time to change something. Uh, what's interesting to note about it is it used to be a physical way to steal information. This time it was malware that got into the point-of-sale systems that collected all the data. Um, it's pretty ingenious that they were able to pull that off. So somewhere, someone accepted a program into Target's uh, corporate offices. It used to be that to like, steal credit card data, you'd have to go to the store and, and basically rig the swiper. Then you'd have to go back to the store and take what you had rigged onto the swiper. A lot of people say, like, don't ever buy gas, never, uh, with a credit card. And I kind of get that. You know, these are... Uh, financial machines that are left out in the open. One employee inside, usually, reading magazines, uh, not paying all that much attention. 
someone rolls up, puts a hat on, puts in a installation, rolls out. He's not going to be caught no time soon. So, I don't know. I'm not giving you advice on that one. Tesla is kind of offering cars in China. Uh, Tesla started offering its Model S sedans in China. They've yet to give its brand a Chinese name due to a long-running trademark dispute. Um, How's Tesla going to be named? How are they going to have a store if they can't have a name? So, they opened up their flagship store in downtown Beijing. They launched a Chinese-language website to take orders from Chinese car buyers. Uh, what's absent from the website, which has a similar look and feel to its American counterpart, is Tesla's Chinese-language name. Uh, it's in Chinese, T-Sila. It's a Chinese name best known amongst Chinese consumers. It's been registered by a local businessman who's been refusing to give up the trademark. Um, is that enough of a story? Can they change the name to T.C. Lu? T.C. Low? I don't know. Apparently, it's a, a big issue for Tesla. Uh, other stories of note today. In the second hour, I'm going to talk a little bit about areas that I would consider buying homes in, areas where I would consider moving to. You know, let's face it, the Bay Area is very, very expensive. And I think it's priced out a lot of people. But where do you go? I've got some really good story ideas for you there on where to go. 800-516-1220 to get your calls in there. 800-516-1220. Here's Rob Black and your money. I'm Rob Black. You can find me online at robblack.com. We'll take a break here. I'll be right back. Money, investing, and more. If you drive a pre-owned GM vehicle with OnStar, you've got a powerful connection to help wherever you go, but only if your service is active. So we're giving you a chance to test drive it for three months at no cost, contract, or obligation. Just push the blue OnStar button and ask for three months on us. If you're lost, stranded, or need help, we'll be there. Offer good on 2006 or newer digitally equipped GM models. Visit OnStar.com for coverage maps, details, and system limitations. Hi, everybody. This is Eric Ilofsky-McKay, host of Real Life Lending. Well, here we go again. The feds are putting a stop to the money train. The local market is changing with higher interest rates and increasing home prices. The wrong loan structure can cost you thousands in interest. Let me sit down with you and put a plan in place based on your financial needs, not the bank's. Essex Mortgage has been a direct lender for over 26 years, and the best part is that we make all lending decisions in-house because we are the bank. And if you're stuck paying that high mortgage insurance payment each month, give us a call. Whether your loan is FHA or conventional, we have a product that can get rid of that high mortgage insurance payment. We are funding these loans and saving our borrowers hundreds each month. Give me a call, Eric McKay at Essex Mortgage, 925-203-5808, or visit reallifelending.com. And don't forget to listen to Real Life Lending every Sunday morning, 8 a.m. on AM 1220. Essex Mortgage is an equal housing lender. NMLS 70377, DRE 9960013, DOC 6073343. Eric McKay, NMLS 288343. The views and opinions expressed by Rob Black and his guests are not necessarily those of the Wall Street Business Network, this station, its management, owners, or advertisers, and should not be construed as legal, tax, or investment advice. Always consult with the appropriate advisor before making any investment or financial planning decision. Insightful. Informative. 
irreverent. We're ready. The Wall Street Business Network presents Rob Black and Your Money, your source for breaking news, market updates, and successful investment strategies for the 21st century. Sounds like a great program. Getting you to retirement in today's market. So let's get on with the show. Taxes, family finances, insurance, the economy, technology, media, and entertainment. Rob is talking about it with you at 800-516-1220. So call in, we'll chat, and uh, have some fun. Now, to start your day with the latest news and market commentary, here's Rob Black on the Wall Street Business Network. Welcome in, Rob Black and your money. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial, money, investing, and much, much more. Anything you want to talk about, we can talk about it. Anything. We can talk Bitcoin. We can talk doggy coin. It's tough to explain what doggy coin is, but it's kind of like a Bitcoin that features dog on it. And it is actually being used as currency. Um, I don't know. Let's look at weird Christmas gift items. I always like to see you know, some of the odd ones that come out every year. There's now a... You know what Fitbit is. Fitbit's a little thing that tracks your motion. <clears throat> um, and it kind of gives you some results and tells you how many calories you're burning, how much you're moving, things like that. There's now a Fitbit for dogs. So you can find out how active your dog is, what time of day he's moving, what time of day he's not moving. I know you're saying, that is kind of weird. Wasn't there just a day where we could just leave the dog at home and kind of figure it out when we get home? There was that day. Um, 800-516-1220 to get your calls in the air. It's 800-516-1220. Anything you want to talk about, we can talk about. Obviously, the taper has begun. The Federal Reserve decided yesterday to start reducing its massive economic stimulus program. Pulling that off the table uh, changes things ever so slightly. Uh, what do I mean by that? What do we need to know by that? Is that we're on the road towards higher long-term interest rates. Will we maintain this road? We did not with quantitative easing one. We went into quantitative easing two. We went into quantitative easing three. Today, the 10-year treasury bond sits at 2.92%, getting closer to 3%. Now, that's going to have some ramifications like a rock in a lake. It's going to ripple out not just the 10-year treasury, but we're starting to get to a point where, well, if inflation's not very much, I could beat inflation by putting money in the 10-year treasury. That's cool. That's good. Couldn't really beat inflation when 10-year treasury was one and a half, one seven, one eight two, because inflation averages 2 to 4% per year. Um... I guess it doesn't average 2 to 4%. It ranges 2 to 4% per year, usually. So, that cost of money is changing things slightly. Today, we learned that home sales fell in the month of November, tied towards, you got it, the cost of money. Mortgage rates have been rising steadily since hitting a record low in the spring. Tight supplies of homes and continued tight credit are factors slowing sales. There's some pent-up demand, but the bottleneck is in limited housing supply due to the slow recovery of the new home construction. So a government reading that came out yesterday showed housing starts were up 19% over the first 11 months of the year compared to a year ago. 
a drop in unemployment should help home prices and should stop home foreclosures. So that's nice to see. Hulu is growing up fast and quickly. We don't think they're profitable yet. They're not publicly traded, so we don't have to legally know. We know Hulu is an online television site. They said their 2013 revenues in the top $1 billion, up from $695 million in 2012. Hulu is a joint venture between Disney, 21st Century Fox, and NBC. So, uh, paid subscription service, Hulu Plus. It's gone from about $1.5 million at the end of last year to $3 million uh, in 2012. That number can get a lot higher. If you just take a look at Netflix... Hulu launched out of beta in 2008, so it's growing quite quickly to get from zero dollars to a billion. So a lot of their business comes from network television shows, like Modern Family and Family Guy. But it also wants to do its own little premieres and its own little new shows, like House of Cards. So um, Seth Meyers had a show called The Awesomes. They put out a documentary series called Behind the Mask, they're trying to get, get in that whole binge-watching thing. The downside about Hulu is that Disney and Fox and NBC don't always get together. And they don't always see eye-to-eye as television execs are kind of want to put their own stamp on issues. So that's a bit of a problem. Not undoable, but it's a bit of a problem. Anything you want to talk about, we can talk about today. Talk Hulu, we can talk Fed, 800-516-1220. Home sales falling in November, not, not great. Bad boy Dennis Rodman visits his friend, Kim Jong-un. Part of me kind of wants Kim Jong-un to assassinate him. Or do something like, to say, aha, I tricked you. Uh, I know you're saying you're wishing death on someone. Not really, but I kind of want something shocking. I don't like the idea of Kim Jong-un killed his uncle recently, the number two guy in North Korea. And one of the things he said is, we didn't share the same dream. So he killed someone for not dreaming the same dream of him. That tells you that the guy's got nuclear weapons. It's increasingly a problem for China. He executed his uncle for treason. He attacked... um, he was attacked by state media last week as a womanizing drug-taking gambler. He squandered millions of dollars. So he basically, you know, threw his uncle under the bus uh, and killed him. But Rodman left for um, North Korea today, and he's going to come back and he's going to say something. I don't know. It just he took 12 American basketball players with him. They're going to play an exhibition game. Uh, he's trying to bring countries together. I'm not sensing that it's going to work. Dennis Rodman, uh, U.S. diplomat. Other big stories talk about Hershey's going to buy a Chinese candy maker. They make wedding candy and my love chocolates. Hershey's purchase of a Chinese candy maker sounds like a match made in confectioner's heaven. So Hershey's, you get you know, chocolate kisses, you get Reese's candies. Um, gets them into the Chinese market a little bit deeper. So the Shanghai Golden Monkey Food. They've got five production sites and expected to grow in revenue. 
Uh, so Hershey, good publicly traded company in America. It's odd to think that you can buy into a candy company, but you can. You know, we will have a sweet tooth for the years and years to come. Uh, don't see that going away. Even though diabetes is on the rise and we need to eliminate, but we don't. So, again, Target has its credit cards compromised for basically a two-week period of late November into mid-December. If you shopped at Target with credit card, you need to look into this. One of the things you're going to want to do is change passwords or pens. Probably pretty much immediately. Um, interesting. This one's kind of interesting. Two California officials have announced plans to introduce legislation requiring smartphones to have a kill switch that would render the stolen or lost devices inoperable. Uh, so far, the ATT and the Verizons, they don't really care that your phone got stolen because someone's going to use their services to get phone services. A lot of street crime is tied towards smartphone theft. Which calls in the air, it's 800-516-1220. It's 800-516-1220. That's on Bloomberg Market Minute. I'm waking up to action dust. I wipe my brow and I sweat my rust. I'm breathing in the chemicals. Visit Rob Black online at robblack.com. Now, back to Rob Black and your money on AM 1220 KDOW. McDonald's has a bit of a problem on their hands. We've got 10 million pounds of Mighty Wings that it needs to sell soon. Uh, Mighty Wings, as far as the promotion goes was a flop. They're not going to stick around. The wings are too spicy for many. And the wings basically look like glorified chicken nuggets. Kind of formed to look like a chicken bone. But it didn't have a bone. So they're in frozen storage. Believe it or not, that electricity is probably going to cost them more than the wings themselves. At some point in time, uh, the most expensive thing about like a hog belly is, is the winter storage, where you have to like keep it fresh. In McDonald's terms, Mighty Wings are a premium product, and the price seems to be wrong. Uh, the prices, which are similar to Buffalo Wild Wings, are not as competitive as they should be. So... There you have to get some sort of promotion going to get those out of their inventory. Um, and the economy is just not working for them. So when you have that product and you have a, a consumer who's, you know, cautious, they want the tried and true favorite Big Mac or something along those lines. Interesting, right? I know Mighty Wings are a story. Uh, take a look at the stock market today. Yesterday was glorious. Literally uh, as good as anything as I can imagine. Today, not so much. The SP 500 is down 5, the Dow is down 23, the NASDAQ down 12. Joining me now, CFP Chad Burton talking all things financial. 
Building a financial base is a concept that we got to get started. We sometimes say, i got an extra $300 a month, I've got an extra $500 a month. How do I get started? Let's talk building a financial base. Yeah, it's it's the key. And this can happen, a lot of times it happens based on a life event where you kind of say, oh my gosh, i got to get serious. Whether it's you have kids, you've been laid off for a while, you win a small lottery winning, you know, whatever it may be, you've really got to sit down and get educated. Small lottery winning. I, well, I had a friend that went through a really bad couple of years and he contacted me. He's like, I won the lottery, I have 80000 bucks, right? Okay, that's nice. What's the first thing he does, Rob? Buy his car. Exactly. And he goes, I realized how stupid that was. He caught the show online. And so now what do I do? And I gave him a couple of books to read. You've got a couple of books on your website. Um, you know, Rick Edelman's an, uh, initial books, The Truth About Money, I think we're good. Yeah. That's a good one. Um, but New rules about money. Yeah, the truth about money I thought was better. Really? Like, I think it gets more sales oriented as he as he published. But anyways, um, you got to first of all get your emergency reserves intact because a lot of times people end up in a situation, um, a bad financial situation that becomes a house of cards is because they get disil- disil- dis- dis- disabled. If I can get that out, that's easy for you to say. <laughs> I might be disabled myself, um, or they lose a job for a period of time where. Three to six months, they're out of work, and they can't service their debt. They can't put food on the table. They build up credit cards. They ruin their credit, and they're, they they go from a situation that should only be bad three to six months to, I've ruined my credit for 10 years. Um, so have your emergency reserves intact, right? That's first step. Second step is make sure you're putting enough money in your 401K to get the match. If you're eligible for a Roth, you take the next you know $5,000 that you can save, put it in a Roth IRA. If you can still save more money than that, Go into the 401k. As far as what you should invest in, in your 401k when you're first starting out, I like the retirement date funds for younger people. Like okay. the, you know, retire no. 2045, 2050. Funds. Vanguard has them. T. Rowe Price has them. Um, I like uh, T. Rowe Price and Vanguard's much better than Fidelity's. Really? Um, also, if you're trying to find what do I invest in my Roth IRA or my taxable account, I think the free ETFs, the iShares that you can buy it. TD Ameritrade, for example, you can, as long as you hold them for 30 days, you can buy them without a trading cost. So go for index. But why does TD Ameritrade do that? Fidelity does it as well. But why? Because the iShares give them a little bit of kickback. The internal fees are like point you know zero eight percent, and they get a little bit of that back. Um, so uh, making sure that you build up that first hundred to two hundred fifty thousand dollars, you can do that in index funds and ETFs, which are essentially index funds that trade like a stock. Then after that, you've got to get good at picking individual managed mutual funds. And so there's usually a long learning curve before you try to buy individual stocks. And by the time you get to 250000 that's when you make sure you have a group of trusted advisors. You've got a good CPA. You've got a good attorney. You've got a good fee-based financial planner. And make sure that everybody's working together. And just make sure you're in that phase of accumulating, appreciating assets or assets that give you income. Okay. Accumulating, appreciating assets or assets to give you income. Okay. That's, that's what you really have to focus on throughout your entire life. Stop focusing on depreciating assets like a car. I mean, you know, I buy, I like to drive nice cars, but I right. buy them used typically when they're off a two or three year lease because I can save twenty to thirty thousand dollars. Right. So, um, you know, look look at that and say, how am I paying myself first? Am, am I always saving before I spend any money? And how do I focus on accumulating appreciating assets? 
Okay, now appreciated assets. Give me some examples. Uh, well, stocks, obviously, especially stocks that pay a dividend. So they're paying you something. I mean, there's no more comfortable way to retire, Rob, than if you retire with enough assets that you can, you don't even have to live off all the dividends from your stocks and the interest from your bonds. Some of it you spend and the other just gets reinvested. Right. Or when you buy real estate, make sure that, you know, it's a good deal if you uh, put, you know, 20, 30% down, get a traditional 30-year fixed loan, and after your, all of your expenses, property taxes, maintenance, property management fees, you still have positive income. That's not only a positive income asset, but it's something that somebody else is paying off for you. That's, that's the only good way to leverage is in real estate. But people over-leveraged without positive income in, in uh, you know, the last real estate bubble. So, you know, I mean, stocks, bonds, real estate, uh, commodities, those are appreciating assets. Okay. So accumulate, accumulate, accumulate. Anything else we need to know about building your financial base? Stop thinking that you deserve now what your parents already have. Okay. Okay, that's the biggest thing that kids have a problem with. They, they think that I, I'm out of college, I have a new job, I should be in the same house and drive the same car as my parents. That's okay. the problem that is with our generation. I think the generation beneath us, Chad, a lot more frugal. You know, I think they are, and I think they, they, they're a lot more wise, and we really need to get a better way to educate our kids. Yeah. I had my uh, 12-year-old look at, um, you know, Buffett tried to do that site where he was a cartoon character. Really? There's a website. That's um, horrible. And the first part of it says, Warren Buffett is my best friend. <laughs> There's a song about Warren Buffett being your best friend. And it was started in about 2010 and hasn't been updated since then. He thinks that they're just terrible. And our kids, I think, are hungry to learn about investments and money, and there's really no good outlet right now. Uh, I'm with you. That's CFP Chad Burton talking, building a financial base. You need to do it. I need to do it. We all need to do it. You can find him at newfocusfinancial.com. That's newfocusfinancial.com. 800-516-1220 to get your calls in the air. It's 800-516-1220. Don't forget to listen to the CFP Chad Burton Show here on KDOW 1220 every day from 1 p.m. to 2 p.m. It is his show called New Focus. Black and your money on AM twelve twenty KDOW and iHeart Radio Station. So I've got a little Facebook action. You can find me at Cron Four Rob Black. Cron Four Rob Black. Um, I just was logging on because I do a, a spot at six forty five in the morning. It usually gets posted right around now. Um, so I was logging on to Facebook and. One of the things that comes up was this thing that you know basically says, "Here are the six most disturbing, uh, no, not the six, but twenty most disturbing photos of the year." Um, it's kind of, I don't know how to say this. Um, it goes into that whole problem with what Facebook is going to have. I've got friends that I've casually known uh, on Facebook. I probably use Facebook socially every two to three weeks, which isn't much. Um, but there's a, a picture link, like here's 20 pictures to give you perspective on your life. The sixth one's going to get you. And the sixth one is a picture of Regina Walters moments before being murdered. A truck driver serial killer who liked to pick up hitchhikers and torture them took photos. 
In this case, it was a 14-year-old runaway, and literally she's going to be alive in this picture, and a couple minutes later she's dead, having been abducted. Uh, there's a picture of a homeless person sleeping under a cafe, and two people inside the cafe are waving happily. And that's not cool, right? So there's a picture of a man who's tragically crying on the side of the road after hitting and killing an eight-year-old child. And it does give you perspective, right? It does give you lots and lots and lots of perspective. Um, But it also tells you that there's so much on Facebook that Facebook's going to become a problem. Because here's 20 disturbing photos to show you how good your life truly is. And then you'll see 20 photos of not so much. Then you'll see 20 of how great it is. And then you'll see three of people at Disneyland. So I get on casually. And people are posting on Facebook as if it's, you know, must-see entertainment. You know, friend gets engaged. I probably won't know. Whereas in the past, that friend would have picked up the phone and given me a call. Now I probably won't know. And that's going to be a problem for Facebook going forward, is that there's too much being done through their platform. So a lot of sliver sites are carving off little pieces here, little pieces there. Companies like Twitter. When I need news, I now go to Twitter. Uh, Period. I no longer go to Yahoo or CNN or whoever you went to for news. Google's not worth my time. So companies, Snapchat, are carving off little pieces of Instagram. If you want to share photos, great. You get the idea, right? They're going to have problems in the future. It's called Zuckerberg's Law, and I think it's real. I I think it's going to be a bit of an issue for them. Uh, Again, you're like, well, that's a really good problem to have. I saw a story, and we talked a little bit about this earlier, that there's a bill being introduced to California legislation at the start of the year about a kill switch to be put into cell phones. Uh, It makes total amount of sense. It's amazing that this hasn't been done. Theft of smartphones costs consumers in the United States $30 billion a year. Let's say that one more time. If you want to stimulate the economy by $30 billion, just stop theft of cell phones. Do you see how that would happen? In San Francisco, now again, Apple loves it because your device is stolen and you go out and buy another Apple device. AT&T loves it because now they have two devices running on wireless networks. In San Francisco, 50% of all robberies are a theft of a mobile device. Year over year in L.A., numbers are up 12%. So someone's going to do it. Whether it's Apple or Samsung, someone's going to be a hero and make it automatic. Californians continue to be victimized at an alarming rate, and we need to stop it. And it could be stopped, right? Right? Are you with me? Um, 800-516-1220 to get your calls in the air. It's 800-516-1220. There's a news story that came out a couple of hours ago, and I just don't understand it. Maybe someone could help me understand this. Uh, a Chinese factory worker lost his right hand in an accident. Doctors were able to save the limb but by temporarily grafting it onto his ankle. Now, who thinks of that? 
So surgeons had to fix his arm before reattaching the hand. And in order to do that, to keep the hand good and alive and going, they needed blood supply, so they attached it to his ankle. I think that's both genius and disturbing all at once. And that is, like, that has to be one of the stories of the year, right? Home sales post a bit of a sluggish month of November. A little bit higher interest rates. Um... Not a lot of inventory. Jobs numbers for next year should keep us moving forward. Discount fatigue is starting to set in on the holidays. Um, if you're buying apparel at full price, you're just you're violently insane. Like you need to be taken away in a ambulance um, because every major di- uh, every major apparel company is doing massive discounts. Now, not you know, J Crew has a standing offer of thirty percent off everything. off everything. Toys and Us and Macy's are planning more deep discounts around the clock store hours to lure shoppers. Um, Never has the discount been this prolonged for this long. Again, it's a lot of e-tailing, taking money away from stores. I mentioned something the other day on the air that I don't really like going to malls anymore because I just don't feel as safe as I used to. And I know that sounds a little bit crazy, but it's a little bit true. It's, it's not a lot true. But someone who works retail is like, you can't say stuff like that because, you know, my whole career is working at a mall. I'm like, I'm allowed to have my opinion. That I, that... Anyway, Sears is running a commercial right now that says we always have parking. Now, from the publicly traded angle of Sears, that's the worst thing you could possibly say. From a social company trying to get your business to come in, you know, a nice cordial social message like, hey, there's parking here. You don't have to fight lines. Uh, okay, that appeals to me as a consumer because I don't like people. People scare me, especially tall ones. Um, but from the stock perspective, can you imagine saying out loud, we always have parking? It's kind of like saying, we're not that busy. That's a bad management decision. It's a little discount fatigue starting to set in. Um, this was interesting, I thought, was that the NFL said that they could reschedule the football game if it's inclement weather. Can you imagine? A snowstorm hits and they cancel the football game. Like Super Bowl Sunday, this Sunday. How many people will travel to that site? And then they're going to be stuck there for a week. Or are they going to do the game on Monday when everyone's at work? No way. That's pretty interesting. I it, Putting the game in a place that could have snow, not the brightest, in my opinion. Uh, I would think that they're going to rethink that in the future. Um, is it's too much of a, a destination. The Dow and the SP 500 hit new all-time highs on Fed's taper, tight, taper light yesterday. Um, it was a glorious day. Today, eh, not so much. But yesterday, we hit all-time highs on the S P 500 and the Dow Jones Industrial Average. I'll take it. I'll take it. We don't have to hit all-time highs every day, each day. So we did a little taper light action. 
So we did a little action yesterday. With the, uh, ben Bernanke said he's been working closely with Janet Yellen, that she's been making the decisions by his side. So when he leaves, it should be kind of, well, she already knows how to drive the bus. I don't like driving buses. It freaks me out. Too big. Um, so stocks rose. The Fed taking baby steps towards reducing stimulus. It's baby steps. Taper announcements lowers some uncertainty about what we can do and not do with our money. Uh, they're not going to shock the economy. This is going to take years to un- unwind. Uh, with that said, it's already been six years. But if you think about it, our Federal Reserve has been playing games with monetary policy for much, 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 much longer than six years. Back in 1999, right before uh, Y2K, they flooded the market with money just in case people decided to pull their money out of banks, which was feared. That turned out to be kind of a uh, not a lot to fear, right? The Y2K. People won't get Social Security checks. Uh, everything's going to fail. Planes will fall out of the sky. They weren't meant to, to operate in year zero, zero. It's 130% true. It's a lot of hype, a lot of fear. A lot of times uh, you have to watch out for fear. Things that make you afraid other people can profit off of. Like, for instance, the biggest one that I saw yesterday, I got an email from someone who said, you know, I'm retiring soon and I'm thinking about taking my lump sum and putting it all into annuity. Basically, this person is afraid of a stock market pullback. And some lousy insurance agent has got in front of them and said, you know, look, this annuity is insurance. If things go bad, you're insured. Not telling you that you could diversify yourself. Not telling you that the insurance is expensive. Annuities are the product of the devil. I don't really believe that. But I do believe that they're high commissions and high fees. And I do believe that they hurt people. And I do believe they're sold by insurance agents and some investment advisors who are unscrupulous and just want to line their own pockets because they don't have an education enough to go out and do it the right way. Is this Rob Black, everybody? I'm Rob Black. Thanks for listening to the show. I can't say that enough. I wildly, wildly appreciate that you do. Thanks for supporting the show when you turn out at an event like a Black Wednesday, something I started again this year, just casually showing up at a brew pub, having just a casual time with you. Um, it's too early to drink. <laughs> It's afternoon somewhere, right? Um, I'm going to continue to br- try to bring on guests that confuse you a little bit. I'm going to continue to t- try to bring on guests that you want to hear from. I think two that I brought on this year that are great examples of that, Patrick O'Hare from Briefing.com and Dr. Jeff Rosen, an economist. I like them both enormously. 
I like them as people, and I like them as information sources. And I think it's important. Um, there's a lot of people in this industry that I wouldn't dare put on. Wouldn't dare put on. There's a lot of people in this industry that, that had bad years with regulators that kind of got what they deserve because they're not the best people, but they pretend to be the best people. I go out of my way to be nice to people. Um, I know it doesn't sound like that on radio and television at times. Um, if I got free passes to my gym and you know someone's got a brother or sister in town, I'm like, here, take the free passes. Like, I don't need them. Um, I do as much as I can as often as I can because karma will come around. With that said, I don't really like a lot of people, but karma is important to play with. Um, I'm going to have on guests. Uh, like I've got a friend who owns a restaurant and we're going to talk about sustainable farming we're going to talk about what companies like uh, McDonald's are doing wrong what companies like Chipotle are doing right Chipotle had a pretty big year this year with that commercial ad campaign that they don't do factory food and basically Chipotle was spun off which is the amazing thing was spun off from McDonald's and they're basically mocking McDonald's to their face in your face McDonald's Gold drops below $1,200 an ounce for the first time since June. I don't like gold. I'll tell you why I don't like gold. Because Glenn Beck and Russia Limbaugh like gold. Now, why would I say... Why would I say something so generic? Uh, I think gold is sold via fear. With what the Federal Reserve has done, it's destroying the U.S. economy. You can do something about it. You can buy gold. It's a hard currency that's been accepted for thousands of years. I hate that. We're no longer playing that game. We're playing the game of let's get you to retirement and let's have you have enough assets that can produce enough income in retirement to last till the day you die. We're not pay, playing fear. Uh, gold has a 30% markup in, when you buy it in a coin. It's got a 30% markup when you sell it from dealers that are quote-unquote reputable gold dealers as seen on TV. Um, Obama's going to sign the first budget Design first budget by divided Congress since 1986. President Barack Obama is poised to sign into law the first bipartisan budget proposed by divided Congress in 27 years. That's amazing, isn't it? Our political system is dysfunctional beyond belief. And Paul Ryan summed it up really, really well last week when he said, you know, whichever party is the minority party, they just tend to bitch and moan now. True. Uh, nine Republicans joined all Democrats to back the measure, which passed the Senate 64 to 36. The plan keeps in place about half the spending cuts known as sequestration for next year, and about three-quarters of the plan reductions in 2014, 2015. Um, I like it. I like it when our Congress uh, shows the world that we can politically get something done. Is it the right way to do it? Meh. It's impossible to say. Uh, there's never going to be a magic formula for government. It just isn't. I've been living it. Um, but they found some common ground. And again, it's going to set up for a very interesting 2014. Obamacare, the health care plan, has rolled out not very smoothly. I think many Americans are going to be very surprised that you have to spend $250 a month for health care. And it's not very good health care. It's got very high deductibles and costs tied towards it. But yes, if you do get cancer or heart attack or hit by a car, you can go into a hospital knowing that you're probably not going to go bankrupt. But let's take $3,000 out of everyone's pocket next year. 
I think some people are going to be pretty upset. Um, and if you don't, you're going to get a penalty. Now, here's where the Obamacare is really, I'm going to say quirky. Um, if you're in your 20s, you probably shouldn't get it. You should just pay the tax. The IRS is going to say, okay, you didn't have health care last year, so you're going to pay a, a tax. It's going to start out small. It's going to get bigger. But for three or four years, you're actually coming out way ahead by paying that tax and by getting health care that you're probably not going to use. Which, of course, if you do get hurt, you just run into the emergency room, get your emergency treatment, and uh, go bankrupt. That's fine, right? Uh, 800 516 to get your calls on the air. It's 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. Target says big data security breach has affected at least 40 million cards. If you've shopped at Target since the end of November through the middle of December, uh, if you swiped your card on one of their machines, not on their website, but on one of their machines, you need to uh, call, your, call your bank. Uh, you need to put a credit uh, breach on your credit report with one of the three main bureaus. Target's going to pay for it all. So Target's going to get hurt on this one. Um, I like Target. Thinking that any company is going to be able to produce 100% security is ludicrous. But this one feels very ill-timed. You can find me online at robblack.com. It's robblack.com. i still got a couple more live shows left in the air, so stay with me. Don't go anywhere. Don't forget to listen to Chad Burton's show, New Focus on Wealth, today from 1 to 2. Support him so he'll keep doing the show in the future. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.